How is everybody doing today? It's the Commissioner here. Want to let you know that we have another exciting episode in store for you all today. It was the 2021 Houston Rockets Media Day. Bum, bum, bum. Monday, and it was absolutely incredible. We wanted to get this recording out to you all as soon as possible after Monday because of the media day and we wanted to take this opportunity to review the media day and get it out to y'all unfortunately we weren't able to get it out to y'all on tuesday which we uh we were very sorry about we weren't able to get it out to y'all tuesday we had promised to get it out every episode to y'all on tuesday but unfortunately we weren't able to get it out but that's okay just a day late wednesday wednesday you know what that means a brand new episode of the summit state of mind that's right right here for y'all uh we have Two special guests coming on today, T-Smooth and The Young Bucket. That's right, Tim and Jay meet us at the summit once again to talk about, you know, the amazingness of the media day and everything that surrounds it. From Jalen Green and Alperin Sangoon vying for Rookie of the Year to Daniel House apparently making music, and apparently that was a big deal, and also talking about John Wall and Raphael Stone and the professionalism of John Wall uh, to be able to continue to be here despite not playing in any of the games. So we thought it was actually pretty incredible to talk about. And also on another news, um, we weren't able, it was was a weird episode. See, we had recorded about maybe 60% of the episode. And then what happened was our, our internet cut off. We did it remotely through Zoom. And unfortunately, we, we lost connection and we weren't able to finish uh, the the episode at that time. So we had ended up taking a break until the internet came back. But unfortunately, we had lost a member about 60% through the way. Uh, so Tim actually doesn't end up meeting us at the summit towards the end of the episode because... Uh, you know, there there was just certain circumstances that were that were arising, and we didn't get him back. But we had the young bucket uh, rejoin us to finish out the episode. So if you know, just about sixty percent of the way through, you'll kind of see the the difference in the change, and we announce it later on throughout the episode as well. So no worries, we go ahead and finish the episode strong, and of course we go big with a game. Of course, at the end of the episode. So please give us a listen. Sit back, relax, have a drink, and welcome once again to the Summit State of Mind. Yo, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. And of course, with me, as always, in his red shirt, my brother, the tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Oh, Justin, what shirt you wearing? What shirt you wearing, big dog? I mean, oh, people I'm... can't see it, but maybe we can show in a video later. But what shirt you wearing? Oh, oh. oh. what you wearing, dog? Mm. Yeah, you see that? Can, can the boys Everyone can see it, but you tell the people. You tell the people that are listening in via podcast. What's going yeah, on? We got two, is that a 2-4? Is that a 2-4 yeah. on the Yo, you already, you already know, baby. You already know. Look, mm. you know, you, you always got to have his name on oh, there. Too. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh Jesus. No. Uh, party, yeah. foul, party foul over here. Yeah, but tell man. Them, so. you, are, you are wearing uh, official... Unofficial Summit State of Mind <laughs> merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully Let's one go. day. Hopefully one day we can. Hopefully one day we can get it out. But how you doing today, GM? I'm good. I'm feeling lucky. 
I'm rocking 24, like my boy Ken Griffey Jr. No, sorry, Kobe, I, I got love for you, but t- Kate, Ken Griffey Jr. is my is my 24. First, the first 24. Not even not even love for your boy whose birthday was on August 24. That's okay. Yes, yeah, <laughs> awkward. Of all the, of all the numbers. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know what? You know, that's cool, GM, but you know what's awesome? We uh we got two guests, and I, I have to go back and see if I have to go back into the archives and see if we ever had these two together on a podcast. But we definitely these two are definitely the most recurring of guests. I know that for sure. But let me introduce one of them right now. There's two of them on the pod. Let's introduce the first one. Uh point guard. I used to call him Uncle Drew. I've known him since 2012. We've had a friendship for almost 10 years. Basketball every single day. Knowledge, knowledge out the ass coming from New Jersey to where he is oh, now. Big fan of, big fan of the New, Jer- New Jersey Nets, but uh he's my boy. He's my point guard. The, Not anymore. The, <laughs> my, my point guard, a big fan of the Houston Rockets now, and uh, always leads the offense with uh, with with uh, Mozart-like uh, conducting. I'm introduced to y'all to J-, J. Lubos, a.k.a. the Young Bucket. Oh, Jay, good. how's it going? Good, good. Glad to be back. Glad always. to be back. Yes, sir. Always. You doing good today? Yeah, I'm chilling. Got homework and all that, but that's it. That's good. That's good. Good, we're good. Oh yeah, always. All right, let's go ahead and introduce the second the second guest on the show, man. I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna always say it. The most the the most recurring guest on the show. He <laughs> loves to talk hoops. He's a part of so many different organizations within the Summit State of Mind. He's in the Hoop Trust. He has range, thirty foot jump shot, three point shooting for days, and a Mozart in his own way of, in terms of orchestrating an offense when we play on the court. Uh. He's the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Keister, a.k.a. T-Smooth. Tell the boys what's what you're doing today. I'm doing good. How about y'all? We're good, man. We're all good over here. I don't oh, know how the GM do is. He doesn't look like he's paying attention. That's okay. I'm paying attention, and I'm doing great. I don't know. I think work called me, but whatever. They'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fun. They'll be fun. You're all. Tell them. <laughs> Tell me you're off work. You clocked out. I am. I clocked out already. I clocked out two hours ago. They, 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 they'll, they'll get me. They'll get me. They'll get me tomorrow morning. It's all good. Father me. You're, you're, <laughs> you're clocked. You're clocked into your second job. <laughs> I know, man. Little, little do they know. Little do they know. Let, let, let's fund this to the point that this can be the primary. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Dream. <laughs> mm. Well, that's the dream. Hopefully, we'll get there. But you know, before yeah. everything, before we start everything, uh. Last Friday, last Friday night, three out of th- three of us were there. We we hooped. It was a lot of fun. But the, the the fourth member of this group here was not. Uh, one of them wasn't present because uh, he had a big. Unfortunately, had a big, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> he had a big night ahead of him. But uh, after that basket, after that basketball night, I was kind of thinking in my during that ba- well during that basketball night, I was kind of thinking in my head. I was like, man, like it was fun and everything, but I did miss. I did miss the GM. So you were missed. And I'm sure everyone agrees here. Oh yeah, yeah. M- miss me it was out. just a, it was a different vibe than what it usually was. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> you weren't the only one missing. I mean, it was like oh, we were missing I, half. Yeah, we were missing like half the people we usually have. So, no, the 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 hoop group has been a uh, kind of like everywhere. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's okay, that's okay though, because uh, the er- early rumblings and early rumors and innuendos state that we should have a good, the the, the uh, most of the full group back this Friday. So <laughs> sounds good. I'll be there. I'll yeah. be there. Cool, cool. We'll all be there. Okay, yeah. So let's go ahead and move on now. Let's talk about it. The big deal today. Uh, by the time we recorded this, which is Monday, what September twenty seventh, it is Media Day. Happy Media Day. Houston Rockets media day to be exact, fellas. We have a lot of things to cover and we have a lot of things that we need to discuss, starting with the fact that when Coach Silas and Rafael Stone got on the podium, they officially announced that the Rockets are 100% vaccinated. Boom. That's a dub. That's a dub. So I just straight reaction right now. T-Smooth, I just have to ask you, 100% vaccinated. How does it feel knowing that our that our team is not being Kyrie irving our team is not being, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like all the players, Whoa. Bradley Beal over here, we're not dealing with <laughs> any, we're not dealing with any drama. How's that oh feel, T-Smooth? Give the people what they want, Tim. Let them know. Hey, we're not trying to spread no diseases over here, baby. <laughs> Hold it down, H Town. <laughs> yeah, we, oh my we, God. we vaxxed and ready to come in there and uh, hopefully we'll win some games. And uh, if you're not vaccinated, we won there too because you don't have to forfeit because your team isn't vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. So, so hopefully we pick up some wins there. <laughs> like you said, Bradley Beal's not back, so if he can't play for the Wizards, we're definitely gonna beat them. <laughs> that's that's at least that's two dubs. That's at least two dubs. Yeah, yeah. That's, two, exactly. that's two. Just check that off the calendar. You know? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 take what we can get. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But like, yeah. GM, what about you? How do you feel? Like, one hundred percent vaccination amongst the group, amongst the team. Like, I think that was a question that a lot of the, I guess, pundits and media had asked because the Rockets hadn't announced anything, so we weren't really sure what was going to happen. But I had a feeling we we're going to be one hundred percent vaccinated because no one came out and said anything. No one was like, oh, "I'm not getting vaccinated," you know, "f that," yeah. or threatening to retire or any of that bullshit. But how'd you feel, GM, when you heard that? I'm proud of the team. I'm proud that they're taking responsibility. You know, they're not trying to be the smartest person in the room like Kyrie and have a point to prove and try to prove that they're smarter than everyone else out there. Um, you have a bone to pick but I, with Kyrie. I do have a bone to pick with that man. That man is just too much. I mean, I'm not denying his intelligence or what or what he believes, but the fact that he takes it to the media and tries to like portray this whole thing and like bro it's not that crucial we all understand that we all have different education different opinions but he tries to force it down everyone's throat that's the thing that i don't enjoy that's too much for me but in regards to the rockets i think that we made a good decision i think the whole team made good decision by being responsible for themselves and each other and their families uh let's keep toyota center safe houston yeah like the Ray ray celebration yeah. yeah. They just they just want to hoop, man. Houston, we're young, so like we want to hoop. All that bringing up drama, you know. Like if you don't like basketball enough anymore, you're more worried about the other issues and I don't mind sit out, dude. You know. Don't <laughs> don't, don't get vaccinated. <laughs> like like we want to watch the people that love basketball and love to hoop. Like obviously all these like Houston's young. We got a bunch of young guys that want to hoop. 
They love yeah. basketball. Let them go. Let them go. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the good thing there. So no, I agree with that too. And like with the vaccinations, you know, with the fact that vaccinations being a big deal here, moving on from that now, let's talk about the fact that because of the hundred percent vaccinations, there was no drama. Y'all, let's talk about the fact that this year compared to last year, there was zero percent drama. This time around, there's no superstar demanding a trade. Yes, sir. No, there's no yes, superstar sir. missing from media day. There's no, yes, you know, sir. superstar point guard demanding a trade. So he had gotten traded just before media day. Oh, let's let's so talk good. about let's talk about that. That the fact there's no drama. I'm gonna ask you, Young Bucket, first. There's no drama. It was, you know, if even if you go down that list of all the media, if you were to just like watch a minute of each interview. It was almost like it was almost nauseating the love fest. <laughs> You'd have to. What do you? What did you think? Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like no distractions, and just like no. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, like you said, no drama, and like everything that I heard from Media Day, from the little bit that I saw, everybody's saying the right things. Everybody just seems like they're on the same page. It's great. I love that. It's it's right where it right where it needs yeah. to be, right? Like finally. Yeah, you got some stability for once. I know. Everybody wants to be here. Nobody has to flex. No one's <laughs> there's no hidden agendas. Like the team went on their old kumbaya thing and decided like mm-hmm. we're just gonna we're gonna unite and be a team and fuck the drama, which is yeah. great. I didn't even mm. know I didn't even know at that point that DJ Augustine was still a rocket. By the time I had pulled up on my, <laughs> by the time I had pulled up on my Twitter, the first like I so I started late, so like because I was at work, and so I think at some point when I was like heating up my lunch, I was like, all right, let's see, let's let's see where we're at. And then the first page that pops up is DJ Augustine, like put sending a message out to the Rockets fan holding his jersey like this, and I'm like, Augustine, you're still on the team. Uh, <laughs> hey, he went to high tower too. Hey, shout outs to you, yeah. boy. He sure yeah. did. He sure did. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was just fun. I I thought it was just hilarious. But the fact that DJ Augustine, you know, the one one player who wasn't, I don't even know if he was at the fact check me if y'all can. I don't think he was at the Bahamas. I don't mm, think. So. Uh, I don't could know. be wrong. But the fact I didn't that he's see pictures. Yeah, but the fact that the whole team was basically present, I think, was just a was just a huge deal and a huge thing. So, good stuff. What? what oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I, th- I thought it was like everybody but John Wall. That was there. It might have been, yeah. I think I think he might have been there too, but I, I'm honestly not even I'm not even sure about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the no drama thing was obviously such a was such a huge deal with that. So because there was no drama, we can now move on properly with the uh, media day with no neg- no negativity, no course of action. But you know, just just playing like what Tim said, just talking hoops. So mm-hmm. interestingly enough, Alperine Sangoon. <laughs> Uh, takes up the mic during his presser. Jalen Green also, after Alperin Sengun, steps up during the presser. And they both say the same thing. They both oh. want Rookie of the Year. And oh. they both said <laughs> that they will fight for it. Like, not, not obviously physical fight, but you know what I mean? Like, they, they said that the inter-competition within the team should breed some type of success amongst the team. That's what Alperin Sengun believes. But let me ask you first, GM, what do you think about the fact that Alperin Sangoon 
and Jalen Green are both trying to vie for rookie of the year, with the exception of my boy Usman Garuba, who's getting no love whatsoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, no love for your boy. Um, what's it called? Like, we, I think it's funny. I'm happy about Sangoon wanting to, but everyone knows he's not going to get a, enough shots to get that. I mean, you know, this offense is being run strictly through KPJ and Jalen. I mean, unless he's getting open on every pick and pop and he's in the paint grabbing every rebound. I don't know, man. I mean, you got Tice and Christian Wood <laughs> vying for PT. So I don't know. I mean, I would love for him to get enough touches. I think with his play style, yes, but that shit ain't realistic, bro. I respect the goal, <laughs> but it ain't realistic. Right. Yeah. Jalen going to average almost 20 points a game. KPJ probably going to average 20 points a game. Christian Wood probably going to average 18 and 12 or some shit like that. They got no space for you, bro, to get them numbers. <laughs> I love Alperin Sangoon, but bro, you're like a four-year project. You, you're going to get put up numbers in year three when we about to make the playoffs. But... You'll be okay. You'll be content with your eight and five. Jesus. <laughs> Keep it real. I mean, I, 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 I got love for Alperin Sangoon, but realistically, bro, that shit, ain't, that shit ain't going to happen. Let's just be real here. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to give Jalen every opportunity to win rookie of the year. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Of course. What about yeah. you? Let's, let's direct it over to you, T-Smooth. What, do you th- what, did, what did you think about uh, Alperin Sangoon and, uh, and Jalen Green, both Senate vying for rookie of the year? Like, uh, is it a reach for Alperin? I mean, yeah, I agree with the DM. <laughs> this I didn't see his interview, but I saw um, the quote Jalen's. Yeah, I and I saw I watched Jalen's interview, and uh, who was it? It was a it was a Filipino. Um, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He started. Oh, really? off, was it the, the guy that asked him the question? Was like, oh, Mabuhai from the Philippines. And he was like, hey. uh, he was like, he was like, what's up? <laughs> 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 He's like, what's up? <laughs> but oh yeah, my uh, God. yeah, the Jalen, because he even said it in the interview. He he said, you know, he expects the ball to be in his hands a lot. So I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get he's got the green light. Sangoon's gonna you know get his eight ten points coming off the bench most likely and i mean hey we'll take it because we might be down eight or ten points you know when he comes in so you know he'll be that spark off the bench i think yeah you pair him with an eric gordon yeah they'll be great yeah. together yeah yeah and at some point we're definitely gonna have to talk about the structuring of this team because there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving pieces so at some point we'll talk about it yeah. but I yeah mean, they yeah over, uh, sorry, but they, no, I mean, the way they were all talking, you can already kind of tell where everyone's going to kind of be at. What, yeah. like, you know, yeah. all they all they talked about was KPJ, you know, playmaking and because he's going to be the point guard. So that's mm-hmm. what they were talking about. Jalen, obviously, is going to be the scoring guard, you know. So, like, everybody was talking about, um, and apparently they made it seem like House might be like a backup like a point, you know, small forward, you know, the way they were talking about 
I he said, uh, and and he was talking about his music too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, when I heard that, yeah, he's making moves, man. <laughs> I was like, I was Let like, me know it's on Spotify. Just, 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 yeah, just stop talking about it and just like play a song right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're talking about house, right? You're talking about house. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were, Bro. they were asking oh him. They asked him. I think they asked him more questions about his music than basketball. <laughs> oh my! There's, there's God. your, there, there, there's your answer man. on Daniel. Goddamn house, man. He needs to get out of here. I'm sorry. He also went to high talk. Yeah. Well, oh my God, truth. Which we are gonna. Which we'll talk. I, I have literally a topic dedicated to just daniel house but Uh-oh. we'll we'll hit that we'll hit that in a, in a little bit all right let's move on but before we move on we have to give a shout out and a plug of course to the greatest and best barbershop in the entire city of h-town nah greatest barbershop in the entire world that's right you know it i know it america knows it that's right we are talking about the argyle league and the gm is going to go ahead and do this plug for y'all big brother let them know how it is and who they need to go to Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey all while being taken care of by top shelf professional barbers? That's right. This is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They have also been featured in GQ magazine. They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've worked with Sports Radio 610 and Hope Lodge Houston. They were voted Houston's best barbershop by Modern Magazine, Houston Press, The Manual Guide, plus many more publications. And that's just a few of their accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and want to look like a gentleman, we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers located at 709 West Alabama Street. Houston, Texas. Visit their website, argyleague.com, to book an appointment. That's A-R-G-Y-L-E league.com to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. Hey, everyone. This is Chris Chavez, a.k.a. The Nature Boy. Woo! And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Let's move on here. Let, let, let's talk about that. Uh, you did talk about KPJ a little bit, and a lot of it, when he came on, I mean, it was, it was when I was speaking Love Fest, a lot of it was primarily surrounded around Kevin Porter Jr. He had so many good things to say about the Houston Rockets organization. It was very, a lot of the pundits were saying it was very refreshing almost for a player that wants to be here and is excited to be here and actually, you know, enjoys it. And, you know, he even said that the Rockets organization saved his life in a lot of ways. He also says that he's he also came out immediately and said that he's the starting point guard and his goal is to average 10 assists a game. So my boy's here to already ready to average a double double out the gate. So I want to ask you first. Uh, I want to direct it first, obviously, to T Smooth, just because T Smooth, this is your boy. You've advocated him since day one. You know, this is your guy. This is your person on the Rockets team. What was your thoughts immediately like from hearing like his presser? I mean, I'm he was uh very grateful to the Rockets organization, you know, and he was like, You want a guy like that on your team. Like you can tell he's because of what the Rockets did for him, 
he's gonna he's a ride or die for for this team win or lose you know like if Mm -hmm. another opportunity down the line comes up and he has the choice to choose between the Rockets or another team I feel like he'd still go with the Rockets you know just he just sounds so genuine uh for the love that he has for the Rockets but I mean I'm glad he's getting the opportunity you know like he said in his interview, he's, he feels that he's going to, and I feel that he's finally going to get his opportunity to be the player that he actually is. Cause he, he didn't get that opportunity in Cleveland. He was held back, you know, and now he's with a player's coach that he's been in contact with constantly, you know, and who has trust in him. So I mean, that's like the ultimate green light. If your coach has trust in you and says, mm-hmm. and you're the point guard, I mean, it's your world. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I agree. I agree. And let me ask you, young young Bucket, from what T-Smooth had just said, si- Silas being a player's coach, do you see a little bit now? This is the third year of uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s young career. Do you see a little bit? maybe a little bit of a Luka Doncic a little bit from coming from him now, talking about the amount of trust that his coach has in him and the way, not talking about like skill level. Obviously that's a whole nother ball game, but I'm talking about in terms of the belief that he has in him, that he could succeed. Do you think you can kind of see that in KPJ now find to getting a chance to be fully unleashed here? Uh, Yeah, I definitely do. And from watching all the, uh, interviews it people are really or the players are really high on coach silas which is really uh it really impressed me that i think we got our guy as the coach and i had questions about silas but i think if the players trust them then i think you know we're in good hands and i think everybody has a good mindset and it says a lot about the character of our players and i think in kevin porter jr's case yeah, he's just uh I think he's ready to go. I think he's gonna show the world like what he's really about. Agreed. I agree yeah. too. No, I, I totally agree with that. I think that um the piggyback off both of what y'all said, like I think it's a testament to the organization um that they were able to take a chance on KPJ. Look at the staff that surrounds the team. Um, starting from the GM, who's a very family oriented man. You can tell that he brought that um mindset to the team as you can see how everyone speaks so highly of the team and the fact that everyone speaks so highly of of uh Raphael Stone you know and think about the staff like like Jay said about coach Silas and how he's so relatable to the players he understands their struggles he understands where they come from especially for someone like KPJ who came from a shitty team and organization ran in Cleveland. Anything outside of LeBron is just terrible. So, you know, let's think about it like that, you know, it's just a terribly ran organization and people's careers tend to die there, unfortunately, or, you know, without LeBron. (laughs) Yeah. That guy is, he's he's stuck on neutral and he's getting paid. It's all good. He's been to three NBA finals. Respect. Good for him. You know, he's getting the bag. Right. Yeah, and then and Kenny mentioned before, not on the podcast, but we talked about it. Uh, John Lucas, 
who is all about player development and the influence that he the the influence he has on the players, the gravitas that he carries and the respect because of what he learned in life. I mean, shoot, you can even say that he can relate to Daniel House because of John Lucas's mistakes. The difference is that House is a House is a knucklehead. John Lucas has been reformed. He came back to the NBA and actually like played well and shut up and did his thing. You know what I mean? But to round it all back is that the you know like KPJ being grateful, like like how Tim said that his loyalty is showing. And since the team took the chance on him, he's like you said, he's going to ride or die with us. And I think that's great. That's a great mentality to have for a leader because you want someone who is humble. He's going to lead this team, him and Eric Gordon. I truly believe that because of the fact that he is the point guard, Eric Gordon's the veteran been around, right? Mm -hmm. Um, KPJ is leading this team on the, on the floor. So with that mentality, he's going to breed that into every player to be grateful for every opportunity and every moment that they have on the floor. So I think if they play with that mentality, that's going to lead to them playing hard for each other. And we could, we, I think after hearing everything from media day, I can see this team slightly overachieving. Boom. Thank you. But, but I mean, overachieving in the sense of having like 30 wins instead of 25 oh. Turn some money from the stone, my man. Oh my god! Like 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 thirty six, thirty two wins. If Vegas had odds right now, and if if I looked at the over under, I would honestly pick the over. Yeah. At this second, yeah, I would put money on the over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely betting on some uh, over a hundred. 120 point games for sure. <laughs> oh yes, especially There's... games against like the young teams, like the Pistons yeah. or the, the oh yeah, or the, Pel- yeah. Or the Pelicans. We're yeah, gonna have they're... like 140, 130 games for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got four guys that can score 20 a night. So yeah, you got some Easy. human. Yeah, you got some human bucket machines over here. Like uh, in terms of like them being able to like get buckets. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, good stuff, GM. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about now. Uh, Christian Wood a little bit. Let's move on. Let's turn the page over to Christian Wood, who I thought was actually very shocking, but he straight up said that he was he was actually discussed in trade talks. Like he actually said that during his interview that I guess someone had asked the question about it. So he said that he was involved in in trade talks at one point. And then he also he only played 41 games last year. So he said he's made it a point now to be healthy. He says he's 100 percent healthy, which is probably another reason why we should probably applaud because the team is 100%, not only 100% vaccinated, but they're 100% healthy hey. as well. So that's a very big deal. No one's sitting out, no one's out, and everyone's there. But I think it was just very interesting that that Wood said that. And he also said that Silas had made it a point to check on him consistently, which uh, Wood, who's been around the league, he's a journeyman, has said that not a single coach in his entire NBA career has done that. So he's gained a lot of respect of that. Uh, he's gained he's gained the respect uh from himself through Silas. So I think that, that was actually a pretty good deal. But let me ask you, Young Buck, at first. Uh, wasn't sure if you caught the Christian Woods media day, but like the trade, you know, the from the amount of games that he sat to the trade talks that he might be involved in. I mean, what do you think? Is is he is he going to make an all-star team this year? Is there the possibility that he might get traded? Like, what do you think? Uh, No, he's not going to make an all-star team. But I think this is kind of like, 
just another chip on his shoulder that, you know, will probably most likely motivate him for the whole season. Um, it's nothing different than what, you know, his uh, normal approach is. So I think it's just motivation, nothing new, nothing new to him. And what was your last question? Oh, no, I just asked, like, if he was going to, if if you think, because he said he was involved in trade discussions, oh. if he was ever going to get, if there was a possibility that he might get traded this season. Nah. Well, maybe if it's, uh, it really varies. Man, if somebody offered Joel Embiid, I'll take him. Yeah, they offered Jalen Brown with him. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me, me Jalen. I would, I would make. I would want another big back. Touche. Hmm. But another skilled big back. But if it's if there ain't another uh, skilled big, then I don't want it. You you know who's gonna be a free agent when all of these contracts run out though? MVP twenty twenty MVP <laughs> or twenty twenty one MVP. Oh, the Joker. Oh, wow. Joker. Joker gave me free agent in two years. Yes. Please. So, yes. so what are you saying? So, what are you, yeah. so GM, what are, you, what, what are you saying? What are you insinuating, sir? What are you insinuating? Uh, I'm, in, I'm insinuating that if KPJ develops into a legitimate all-star point guard, Jalen Green is on his normal trajectory to be a superstar. With the money that will be freed up at that point in two years, <laughs> I could see my, I could see Jay's boy Nikola Jokic deciding to join if the yeah. Nuggets ain't doing shit. Because I mean, to the team. if if hey, MPJ don't stay healthy, Jamal Murray can't stay healthy. Shit, you got to get out of there, brother. Get out yeah, of there. And they they just yeah. they just they dropped the bag on MPJ too today. Yeah, you yeah, saw that. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's million, twenty plus million. Yeah. Uh one one seventy five, and then it'll be two hundred if he like With makes incentives. the all. Yeah, incentives all. Uh, the, okay. um, yeah, yeah. All team so, you know, and all that. Let's talk about something that's also very that's also very interesting to me. Daniel House, is, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it a few times, but I mean, he's still on the team. <laughs> so all I gotta ask y'all is. What up with that? <laughs> I'm just looking forward to his music career, and then uh, yeah, we'll see what happens after that. Oh my god! <laughs> Kenny, cue cue his hit single. Oh yeah! <laughs> Play it right quick. Mm. Calm down before before he before he hits us with a copyright. Yeah. You know, I know, gotta, right? He's oh yeah. Feud. He's got a feud going on with Red ninety four right now, so he Ooh. hates everybody. Homeboy hates everybody. No love. If he heard our, if he heard our um, scathing takes against him, God, he'd probably put, he'd probably, uh, you know, get his lawyer on us. Like you guys are defamed. You know, we're suing you for defamation. Man, he can't. Man, he cancel us so quick. Shit. We get some yeah. cease and desist letters. But I mean, for real though, I mean, Daniel House. I mean, he says, you know, I want to teach these young guys to not make the same mistakes that I made. And I'm over here thinking, I'm like, bro, you shouldn't even be on this team anymore. What the hell? So T-Smooth, hey. I have to ask you. Why is House still on the team? He's <laughs> on the team? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, in, all, in all realness, he's not a bad player. You know what I mean? Like, basketball-wise, he's not a bad player. I like him. Um, does he fit here? I mean... The question is, has he really, you know, grown up like he says he did, like he said he did, you know, 
in the interview in the media day interview because you know he made some mistakes and these young guys sure as hell can learn from him but you know is he gonna be what he says he's gonna be you know what i mean that's just what it's about he can talk the talk but he's gonna have to walk the walk so are you right we'll 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 see man you know we'll see because it's not gonna be good if he's still you know immature with a bunch of 19 year olds on the team and they gonna yeah. feed off of that you know what i mean it's just oh, it's not yeah. gonna be then then we gonna be looking to the only other vet eric gordon john wall and well i don't know but john wall either <laughs> he's still kind of i don't know if he's matured all the way either but like eric gordon's our go-to guy you know he's gonna be I that leader how, I, I know how i feel about that but you know it's okay <laughs> Yo, yeah. but it's okay. No, but you still have da- but you still have Daniel Tice still on the team. So Daniel yeah, Tice is new, so he's a vet. Yeah. He seems like a pretty stable. Yeah, a stable vet, another stable vet. So you Absolutely. know we don't, yeah. we don't need to he's lean so heavily. We don't need to lean so heavily on the 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 Daniel Houses of the world. We should be right. David Nawaba. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Got a good amount of vets. Actually, it's a very good amount yeah. of vets and youngins. It's pretty freaking incredible when you think about it. So no, yeah. I, I have an opinion on that. On that, I think I have a reason why he's here. I think there's a method to what Stone let's, is trying to do. Let's hear it. All right, tell us. Well, I mean, his his, his contract is three was three years, nine million. Extremely team friendly for what he brings to the table, talent wise. Right. He was a starter alongside James Harden. Let's think about that. Oh right? yeah. So yeah. he is someone that understands his role, quote unquote, playing next to yeah. a star. He's so, versatile too. Exactly. So I think yeah. what's going to happen is that they're going to showcase the hell out of him and see if he is a good fit. And even if he's not a good fit, or even if he is a good fit, we're not trying to win. So I can see a winning team trade deadline, maybe a little bit before the trade deadline and grabbing him because mm-hmm. they're a team Jeez. that's maybe a sh- yes a shade under the luxury tax or a shade above i can see us taking a big contract back in regards to an exchange for daniel house unless there's like a team that wants like an eric gordon i can see him being the sweetener so we don't have to add additional stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. daniel yeah. house has that value in regards to not just with his contract cuz the number but because of his position the guy's a three and D guy. He hits yeah. a three pointer at a very decent clip and he can defend one through four. So let's think yeah. about that in regards to vis- versatility for a championship team. Any team could use him. Phoenix could use him. LA could use him. Both LA teams could use him. Denver could use him. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, anybody could take him and they could insert him literally in any spot and he would fit. I'm not yeah. saying based on his personality that's separate from what he brings on the court, but what he brings on the court in generality speaking is someone that can fit into any team with championship aspirations. So I can see a team that might be struggling or might need a missing piece like a Miami and let's ship a first round pick to Houston. Fuck it. Give, give us Daniel house. We need a guy that can defend because Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow ain't doing it. Jimmy Butler needs some help. Kyle Lowry might need some help on the perimeter. So, I mean, mm-hmm. think about I think about it in regards to that. I think it's going to be more of a showcase. He'll be gone after half the season um, unless, you know, there's something miraculous to where um, his 
like Tim said, what he learned and from his mistakes is invaluable to teaching the younger guys. But I honestly see his value in a trade to a team with in contention. It just makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah. yeah. What do you what yeah. do you think? What do you think, Young Bucket? Uh Daniel House. Yeah, he's serviceable. He was a <laughs> starter. And if we're gonna take away the bubble incident, like yeah, he can he can do good work. But yeah, I I expect him to be dealt by the deadline. And if we keep him, I don't really care either. But you're, I mean, you're just in, you're just indifferent. Yeah, I really, I really, I really don't care. It's as good as it gets for <laughs> high tower alum, uh, high tower alumni. Yeah, yeah. high tower, high tower alumni. Yep. All right, let's move on here because I've had enough talking about Daniel House. You know how the commission feels about him, obviously. But let's go ahead and move on. But before we do, we need to talk about something very, very important: uh, public service announcement. We've talked about drug driving as a public service announcement, but we also have another public service announcement that all of y'all need to know. There's definitely something big in terms of trains, and when trains approach you, train tracks are obviously a big deal, especially in the world that we live in. We drive, and accidents happen, and a lot of fatalities occur. So we need to go ahead and talk about that right now. PSA right here for trains and knowing when to stop on the train tracks. Injuries and deaths occur at rail crossings every day. Most of these tragedies are preventable. Though highway rail crossing incidents and fatalities declined dramatically for decades, the number of drivers going around lowered gates has increased in recent years. Even in an emergency, some trains can take an entire mile or more to stop. That's crazy when you think about it. An entire mile just to stop. So make sure to stop, look both ways, and listen. Remember that trains always have the right of way. Make sure you have room to get across. Once you enter the crossing, make sure you keep moving. Stop 15 feet away from flashing red lights, lowered gates, a signaling flagman, or a stop sign. Never try to drive around a lowering gate. Never ignore the signals and always use caution. So if you assume a train will stop when the engineer sees a car on the tracks, you're right. But trains need at least 18 football fields of track to reach a complete stop. Can you believe that? 18 football fields of track more than a mile which is absolutely insane when you think about it so please be careful and don't risk it all right let's move on here to the end of our episode here this is where it kind of happens where the cutoff happens unfortunately we lost our connection so we did lose a soldier unfortunately uh tim just gonna drop out here which i explained uh during this part of the episode but don't worry we're gonna finish strong here with our crew with our crew here at the summit so go ahead and give us a listen right here on the summit state of mind all right welcome back everybody you're listening to the summit state of mind oh my goodness uh we actually encountered our first ever uh zoom remote issue via internet (laughs) issues for the first time ever damn it xfinity damn you but uh (laughs) so we were able so we actually had to stop our podcast recording in the middle of it because it had literally cut off and now we're back uh after a few hours of rest and recuperation but unfortunately, we lost a soldier in the process. Uh-huh. Tim is indisposed, and he will abstain from the rest of the episode. He's not present, unfortunately. <laughs> but we got the young bucket back. He's still here. Mm, yes, sir. Yeah, you're still here. And I, of course, the GM's here, as always. You already know. He's not being paid to do it, but I still force him to show up. 
Okay. Yeah, just a straight volunteer. <laughs> All right, y'all. So before we were so rudely interrupted by Xfinity, damn you, Xfinity. Uh, let's go ahead and ask 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 y'all the question right here. I'll direct it over to the GM first. So media day was obviously a huge was obviously a huge deal all around because we got to see the young players. We got to see Jalen Green in uniform, uh, all as well as KPJ. But let's talk about one man who did not wear a uniform, who took the presser along with our GM. Let's talk about John Wall, and let's t- uh, let's talk about his presser with Raphael Stone sitting with him, sitting side by side. United oh. in their cause of knowing what the deal is here. Basically, he John Wall had announced that he's not going to play, but it was a decision based around himself and the organization, which they came together and they both decided what the best course of action was so the young players can get run and can continue to grow. And John Wall, with the amount of gas that he has left in the tank, doesn't want to push anything too much because health reasons, obviously. So he did announce during the presser that he will be on the bench every game, every practice, home and road, won't matter. He will be present. Raphael Stone said the course could change during the year. You just never know. A buyout is not an option right now. But let's talk first about John Wall's professionalism, the ability to be here knowing that you're not even going to play for this team, yet you stepped up into the presser. The professionalism of John Wall and Raphael Stone to sit next to each other, you know, with all the stuff going on with Ben Simmons, with all the stuff we dealt with last year with James Harden, the fact that you have a star talent that is here sitting next to the GM, basically in agreement to show a united front. How was it seeing? This for the first time in our team, knowing that we dealt with so much crap last year with Daryl Morey. How did it feel knowing that you got to see that? Um, I think it says a lot about John Wall and Stone being able to do that conference together after all the um, articles that had come out about the fact that they are going to find a home for John Wall. And they faced the music literally in front of the media and was able to talk about it. And I think that's great. There's a lot of transparency here. And as a veteran and John Wall's um, stature, I think that they're doing him a solid and the right thing by not allowing him to play. But at the same time, it took John Wall a lot of maturity to bow out and humble himself and understand there are bigger things for this team that do not include him. And I think it's great that he won't be taking away time from KPJ, the Jalen Green, those guys running at the point. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Raphael Stone uh, showing a lot of class by trying to figure it out for John. And it shows a lot about the organization. I don't know how Tillman feels about shelling out 40 plus million to a guy who's sitting on the bench, but... Who knows? He didn't want to pay the luxury tax, and now he's willing to pay that to someone who will never play again. So I have mixed emotions about that. You got to love it. <laughs> Apples and oranges, right? You just got to love it. Gotta- <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, uh, Young Bucket, I have to direct the question over to you now. Mm-hmm. The The culture of the Rockets from a year ago from where we were, where Daryl Morey, the asset culture, where he saw players not as people but as assets for future trades – 
to Rafael Stone now being nothing but hitting hitting home runs with players, players saying nothing but good things about him, his connection to each and every player, the culture that he is already instilling within this team. You can tell that the team already has, in a way, has Silas and Stone's back, Stone included. Mm-hmm. And I think that's absolutely, yep. I think that's amazing compared to where we were a year ago, years ago prior, like I said, in the asset culture that Daryl had created. So my question to you is, what, what, how have you been feeling about Raphael Stone and the way that his culture, the way he's changed the culture in Houston? Do you think it's for the better? Oh, yeah. So this culture from last year is like night and day. And it's just so refreshing that management from top to bottom is like, involved or top like stone and silas and how engaging they are with the players especially you know trying to find trying to do all the trying to figure out john wall situation i think that's pretty good for uh stone it's good for the rockets image too as i know we did take a big pr hit with harden and all that drama and stuff no you're really right about that like the whole pr thing that's huge because of how Maury, if you look at the opposite oh, yeah. in Philly and how Maury yeah. is handling Ben Simmons and how uh, Maury has his reputation that, that precedes him, Stone is like, I need to do some PR and make our, our organization look like yeah. we're a family organization, you know? And yeah, he's definitely can, doing everything right. Let's, no, I agree. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's talk about oh, the elephant oh. in the room. Let's talk yeah. about asset culture then. Let's here we go. Let's 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 talk about it because I know that uh, our listeners have also been wanting to hear about it. But it's so funny when we talk about because I've talked about both of y'all at one point or another where I'm like, Daryl Morey left the toxic, quote unquote, toxic situation in Houston dealing with James Harden just to enter into another realm of toxic situation. In fact, some argue maybe even worse. With Ben Simmons not even reporting to training camp. Ben Simmons saying he's never going to come, never going to play another game in Philly. Ben Simmons declining the players. The players wanted to visit him and said, hey, come back, come to uh, Philly. And he declined them. So who who wants to go first? Talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the culture of Philly and the hilariousness of it all. And it does connect with the Rockets because their president of operations was RGM. So I'll lob it up for y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead, I mean, Jay. I mean, does Ben Simmons realize that his problems are his fault? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like it's because of you, bro. <laughs> Listen, no way. Like, it's so, it's such an interesting and baffling situation. It's like, because he's not like people say, oh, he needs to shoot, right? He wasn't during the Atlanta series, he wasn't even an offensive threat. And that's the biggest problem. It's like, it doesn't matter if he can shoot. He just needs to be, like, the whole series, at least games four through seven that I watched, the whole system. I, and I also blame Doc for this, too. It's coaching. But the whole system was run everything through Embiid. And, mm-hmm. and then Ben Simmons just took it upon himself to go to the dunker spot and basically not do anything on offense. So, obviously, everything's going through Embiid. And then, you know, shooters are trying like Tobias is trying to get to his spots and uh, Seth Curry is trying to get his. But, I, like, I don't know, man. Like, Ben Simmons, like, it, it's just like he didn't leave it. I could tell, like, he didn't leave it all out there. You know what I mean? 
Mm -hmm. He could have done better. He definitely could have done better. And that's his fault. It's not like, yeah, Doc sent him up to fail, but he could have changed the narrative if he wasn't scared to make an offensive move for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, whatever was going on in his head, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, like he, yeah. they were basically hacking him because he was shooting what under 50% from the free yeah. throw line. Like, I don't know. I believe that's probably, that's definitely mentality and that's mental stuff. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure he can hit a free throw, but it's more so in the moment of the game is when your what's the word when your mental capacity shrinks, you know, when pressure is on the line, it's how you respond. And the one thing that you don't like to see when it pertains to someone who holds themselves in such high regard and like Ben Simmons is that you can't be a liability in the fourth quarter. And that's pretty much what he became, Um, you know, like the fact that he didn't want to shoot, he didn't want to touch the ball. And if he's not running the offense, then he can't do anything for you. Like I really, I, I understand them running the offense through Embiid, but Ben Simmons is your point guard. And if he can't have the ball in his hands and he's not a shooter, he's basically moot. Take him out the game. But if you have to take him out the game, then there's a bigger issue than just the player. That's a systemic thing. And that, like, you're right, Jay, that's on Doc. Because I'm not going to lie. How many times have I said it on this podcast? The oh, most overrated coach no, no. all the no. time. The over. Doc Rivers is the most <laughs> overrated coach of all time. Let him and know. I will never, I will never get away from that. That is, that's not even a hot take. That's like fact. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, I just wanted an excuse to use it at some point. <laughs> you, you know what? Dustin's saying that Doc Rivers is an overrated coach and Ben Simmons not being able to shoot is not nothing new. This has been like, Three, four years, you've been saying the same thing. Well, yeah, it's but, true. Well, you know, it's very interesting, Young Bucket, because when you say this, you know, we've, you know, you're, 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 you're in the crew when we drive to basketball. You're always with us in the car. So, you know, every time we basically have our own little summit state of mind discussion off the record, you know, because we always talk hoops on the way to playing basketball. So it's usually typically the three of us in the car, anyways. But you did mention something very interesting a few Fridays ago when we did mention the idea of Ben Simmons possibly coming to the Rockets and you weren't a fan of it. You never, you don't want him. You said you weren't, you weren't you sure. Said you yeah. Said you weren't sure oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah you yeah. weren't sure about it. Like not that you hated the trade, but you just said that you, you wanted to stick with who you, we already had. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind him. Actually my, my willingness to get rid of John Wall like I'll take back uh, Ben Simmons if it means getting rid of John Wall. Like if they take that's it, that's okay. That's okay with me. Okay, okay. Any other scenario? More. No, no, absolutely. Or in house, you throw in house there. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. You, you, you. What is that? You spitting, Jay? You spitting? Oh, okay. Spitting. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. But Ben Simmons, though, like, let me go. Let me say one more thing. That's been go, go. <laughs> let the people know. I'm like, you know, you think of uh, athletes as like physically tough, mentally tough. And I'm just kind of disappointed in Ben Simmons for not being mentally tough. Mm. Essentially, it's just like he got his feelings hurt 
I don't blame Doc and Joel for saying what they said after the presser. I think it's getting overblown, but they have they have a right. Like Ben let them down. He didn't give it everything. Like how I think like the last three, four games of that series, then we had like three skill goals in like the last quarter. And yeah, you're like paying in, this guy $200 million? Like what the Am I allowed yeah, to cuss on here? It makes yeah, no, sense. no, you're absolutely allowed to cuss. You are allowed to be fully unleashed. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you paying two hundred million dollars <laughs> to send the no, dude. <laughs> like Tobias is Tobias trying, Seth Curry is trying. Who else? Like, but you know, Ben six eleven, he should be able to do something. I don't know. Well, it's allow just, me to, allow me to play devil's advocate here with you, because uh, let's see, how old is Simmons? Twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care what Doc's scheme was. He can. He could have yeah. blown that shit. Agreed. No, agreed, agreed. He could have done something, man. I don't know. 20... His game plan should have been thrown yeah. in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25, though. Let us let me think. Let me think. Because let me allow me to play devil's advocate to what you were saying and just, you know, how it wrote, how I can, how I can say it. 25 years old, where was James Harden? James Harden was getting better every year. It may not be exactly the same scenario, but people we're starting to see cracks already in terms of James Harden's playoff performances because of that Portland series, the game five against golden state in 2015, where he committed the most turnovers in NBA playoff history. People already started kind of seeing cracks in the foundation in terms of James Harden's play as a playoff performer in the big moments. Now, granted, he's not quite Ben Simmons, but he wasn't getting paid Ben Simmons type of money. And, Mm. On top of all, because he was still paying under this five years, 80 million, which is, you know, obviously different than today's NBA. But, you know, it just kind of shows, you know, people thought Harden was weak minded then, you know, at that point. So let's compare, let's compare apples to apples here and oranges to oranges because we should put everyone on the same pedestal if they're going to put James Harden in that, if they're going to put James Harden in that fire at that moment during those playoff times. Ben Simmons is doing a lot worse. So, so in in essence here, Daryl Morey, his hands are tied. What is he going to do? How is he going to convince Ben Simmons to come come back to the team and raise his trade value? Because that trade value is absolutely zero at this point. Mm-hmm. So what's gonna That's so what's amazing. gonna happen here on it? Yeah, so what's gonna happen here on it? They still say they believe that he's gonna show up. I call bullshit. Clutch, you know, Rich Paul is his agent. Whatever Rich Paul says is law. If he tells him not to show up. You better believe Ben Simmons is not going to show up. You better believe he's going to Trevor Ariza the situation until he gets traded. So, <laughs> or Andre Iguodala the situation until he gets traded. So, you know, you know that granted not as big of players as Ben Simmons, but it's still there. The trade value is basically zero. And a change of scenery is necessary, whether it be Houston, Minnesota, Portland, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's okay. definitely, is- yeah, it's a shit fest in yeah. Philadelphia. I don't know. No, a trade, a trade, a change in scenery is not going to fix the problems that's going to come with them. Let's go. So Let's go. You have come to. On. You have to be. You have to be like. That's that's fool's gold. If you think he's going to go somewhere, yeah, he might change the franchise a little bit, but in the end, you have a you have a cap with them, and until he can like provide a consistent jump shot or whatever it is offensively like you're not going to go anywhere with him and it doesn't even matter who you pair with them it's not going to work i promise you that well you know what i'll I'll, I'll say this if he does get traded and 
we'll, we can always go back to this. And we know for a fact that if Ben Simmons can find any, any semblance of success, we know, we know that it, it won't be because he's a number one option. You can even argue it's not even going to him being a number two option. He, his only way he may find success is playing on a team with shooters like Steph Curry and a Clay Thompson. That's the, there might be the only way or to find his way to a team like the KD and Harden big three where Ben Simmons is your third, maybe even your fourth. So you just, that's the, that's the thing. So you just never know. Or the caveat or the op, you know the complete opposite of the situation could be Ben Simmons does change. That's the thing we don't know. Highly unlikely that he will. He's still young. The possibilities are always there. But yeah. without, like I said, I've always said this: without a jump shot, you're not going to win a championship. But what do I know? Giannis Antetokounmpo won a title. So, so what do I know? So <laughs> that that was a that was a what do you call it? an anomaly? That's definitely yeah. an anomaly because I mean Chris Middleton helped carry that to him to get to that position. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, say great, that. Chris, great, great Chris elimination Middleton. game, though. I mean, Giannis had yeah. an incredible elimination. No, no, absolutely. But without yeah. Chris Middleton scoring those oh, yeah, he doesn't games get you there. four and five, him yeah. dominating from the midi, he doesn't yeah. have that opportunity to close it out with a 50 point game. He could have, they could have been down three, two, and he did that to get them back in the series. Yeah. But That's true. Yeah. That's true. Middleton holds just as much responsibility in regards yeah. to offense. Yeah. I he, mean, he, yeah. Hey, he came up big. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Very, very, very big. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. So let's go ahead and close the book here on Media Day. Um, Philadelphia <laughs> was a very uh, was a very fun Media Day to watch because it didn't include us. But um, <laughs> but for the Houston Rockets, uh, love fest, closure, start of something new. That's right. I quoted High School Musical. Um, <laughs> just you know, something different, something awesome, something brand new for the city for us, and we have a lot to hope for. So anything. Else to say before we move on to the go home part of our podcast? Anything else left to say on the, regarding Media Day? Mm-hmm. No, we're good. No, we're good, man. I'm okay, just happy I'm to good. see all right let's that go, uh, the happiness there. The team yeah. is in good spirits, and I'm I'm all for it. I know. Yeah, we'll see it. where they are after the first ten games. Yeah. And we'll find out how good spirits they really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see if they start the season zero and ten. We'll see how yeah. good the spirits are at that point. Go through our first three game losing streak first. Yeah, yeah we'll see cool. where their heads are at. Okay, so for the go home part of our podcast, it's always it's always standard when we have our boys on. We have the young bucket, or when we ever have a T smooth. He's moving, unfortunately, not being present, but we like to play a game when we go home on the podcast. So let's go ahead and go home on a game here. I want to call this, I want to call this game set your lineup. That's right. Off the dome, off the dome. Set your lineup. So the game the season starts in about 24 days. We're 24 days away from the start of the NBA season in Minnesota. So in game one, the the, the setup here is for y'all to set your starting lineup. Who's going to be the starting lineup for this Houston Rockets team? There's a lot of good players to choose from. KPJ is probably most likely going to start. Jalen Green's the number two overall pick. Jay Sean Tate was number three ranking in the rookie of the year candidate. You have Daniel Tice, who's a willing and able veteran center, who's very good. You have Christian Wood, who's going to provide stability and scoring. You have the you have your veterans. You have Daniel House and Eric Gordon. Alperine Sangoon's always a possibility as well. You just never know. So mm-hmm. set your lineup. 
Give me your starting five point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, and a six man who's basically going to come off the bench with the most minutes. I'm going to give you uh, to think about it. Unless the GM's already ready. I, apparently he's already ready. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead, so um, my sixth man is going to be the sixth man of the year from 2018 20, or 2017, Eric Gordon. I think he's sixth man, 100% all the way. Agreed. I really do believe that. Um, KPJ at the one. We know that for sure now. Jalen's definitely going to start at the two. Uh, Kenny's not going to like my three, but Daniel House is going to start at the three. Yeah, I had in my opinion, <laughs> I think I think that's what's going to happen because he's proven. Um, yeah. What at the floor? What <laughs> he gets he, at the bubble? Exactly. <laughs> he's a selfish, selfish man. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking is going to. This is what I think is going to be. Jay Sean Tate starts at the four. Mm. Yeah. And Christian Wood is at the five. I don't yeah. know if Daniel Tice upends Christian Wood, and I don't see them wanting to run Tyson Wood. Possibly, I think they could. But if you were to ask me today, I think that Jay Sean Tate starts at the four. Um, I think that he's earned that spot based on what he did last year, and Christian Wood deserves to be at the five. If Daniel Tice shows me things in the preseason, then I can I would consider starting him and Christian Wood at the four. Um, but at this point in time, it seems like that's what I'm leaning towards. It's fair, fair assessment. Yeah. Good, good. Also, yeah, that's a good starting. That's a good starting lineup. It's it's a projected for sure. Definitely a projected starting lineup. That's for sure. But uh, Young Bucket, do you have your starting five already set in stone yet? You're not sure. Uh, I mean, Dustin laid it out exactly how I laid it out. Oh, for real, really? <laughs> yeah, exact same thing. Yeah. Wow. That's that's because of lo- logic. I really yeah. want to go Tyson Wood. Yeah. But same. I just I just think that um, I think Tate stays. In my opinion, Daniel <laughs> House shouldn't. He shouldn't be there. Yeah. Definitely not. Well, you know what? This is me projecting mine so fuck logic i'm gonna usman go K- garuba at the five i'm, I'm gonna go kidding. kp yeah well obviously it's gonna be <laughs> usman garuba at the one usman garuba at the two <laughs> i'm gonna go kpj at the one jalen green at the two jay sean tate at the three i'm gonna slide christian wood to the four and i'm gonna put daniel tice at the five spot daniel i like that tice lineup been, daniel tice has been getting rave reviews at the uh during the scrimmages Mm-hmm. Um, Alperin Sengun as well was getting rave reviews during the scrimmages, the, the team scrimmages. So I think Daniel, it's hard to push Daniel Tice to the bench just because he anchors a defense that is sorely needed. Um, the guard, the guard help, there's just not going to be much defense on that end. Jay Sean Tate is basically your only defender, even if you include House. House is a decent defender, not enough to push the needle, not enough to push the needle in any way, shape, or form. It's good ha- It's good having Daniel Tice out there to kind of anchor, be the back end of that defense, calling out switches, and he's very vocal. So I think that he should start at the five. It won't push Wood to the bench, so Wood starts at the four. Mm-hmm. And I just don't – I can't picture – and it proven now. Granted, time will only tell in game, but Jay Sean Tate said he improved his three point shot. I don't see how you don't put someone who is riding that kind of hot, mm-hmm. hot streak coming off a season, a proven season, and House already overtakes him. I just, I just don't see it. But that's also me putting on my hate lens for uh, Daniel House. 
and that's respectable. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually a very it's actually a very viable starting lineup. So that's a lineup that could probably win a lot of games. So good stuff all around, y'all. So let's go ahead and go home on the pod here. Uh, but before we do, I just want to ask y'all. Is there anything left to say before we go home here? Anything that y'all want to say? Uh, Young Bucket, anything that you want to say before you go home here? Man, I, f- I feel like I haven't said all there is to say about Ben Simmons, but I can't remember right now. I, you so. know what? I can devote. Yeah. We can get you. I can get you back on here at some point, Young Bucket, and you can just go to town on him, man. I'm perfectly yeah. fine with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say it for another day. I can't remember right now. That's, all, yeah. that's cool, man. Well, Young Bucket, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. We always appreciate it for you meeting us at the summit. It's always a good time when you're here. You and T Smooth, uh, who unfortunately could not finish out the episode with us, but we know T Smooth was with us in spirit. Yes. So. Yeah, we know. He's probably going to send like a 10 minute clip about how he feels about the Ben Simmons thing. It's like, send it so. over. Yeah, you have till yeah. tomorrow. Send it over. <laughs> <laughs> GM, anything you have to say before we close here? Nah, I'm just ready for the preseason to start. I want to watch some basketball. Sure. Honestly, it really starts want. in seven days. That's what I want to see. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Eight days. Next Tuesday or Monday. Oh, wow. So I'm ready. Let's uh let's meet up for some tacos and uh I'm ready. Watch. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. a young bucket, this might be the very first episode we didn't reference SpongeBob once. Mm, which is incredible. True, true, like true. I don't know if I want to call that an improvement, but here we are. yeah well once again thank you very thank you so much for joining us young bucket thank you t smooth wherever you are we appreciate you thank you very much and of course my tag team partner my brother the gm once again joining us on another amazing episode thank you guys very much y'all the best the summit for life